Hey guys, on this week's episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, we're going to be talking about, it's a surprise, she has no idea what we're fixing to talk about. Tell me what we're going to talk about. It's a surprise. So stay tuned. Keep watching. Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. We're the Bryants with Three Strands Marriage Ministry, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Video Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We're not licensed counselors. However, we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey everybody, I'm Rusty. This is Heather Bryant. We are back for another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. And for those of you who've been watching for um, several weeks or however long we've been doing this, um, you may be wondering, you know, how do we come up with topics and things Mm -hmm. like that? And it's pretty random. Um, We sort of just, as we feel like God's kind of stirring something in our hearts to Mm -hmm. talk about, uh, we'll share it with you. And, you know, if somebody asks a question throughout the week, a you know, marriage question, uh, then we sort of, you know, hit on that. But usually it's it one of us will say it's your week mm-hmm. to pick a topic. So that person kind of takes the lead when it's their week. And so last week was Heather's week and then this week is my week to pick a topic and I'm so I'm fix your microphone while you're talking. Okay. Okay, keep going. Okay. So she asked me um, you know what we we're going to talk about and I haven't said anything. Hadn't, he hadn't told me. So this is a complete surprise to Heather. And and I kind of did this on purpose because I'm going to ask her a couple of questions in a minute and really put her on the spot, but the main reason why I didn't tell her what we were going to talk about is because I'm not sure she would have agreed to it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, first of all, are you wondering why we match? Aren't we cute? <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were a part of uh, The Weekend, yeah. which was a youth um, function, sort of like D-Now, if some mm-hmm. of you are familiar with that. But it was um, COVID-friendly. Yeah. Uh, w- the weekend. And mm-hmm. so we were a part of that. And so we got these cool shirts. And mm-hmm. I wish you could see our shoes because we have a strong, we have a strong shoe strong game going today. Game. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. You got to take our word for it. Um, so uh, let's jump in. So okay. you have probably, if, you, if this is not your first time, then you know that there is a story behind the Redeemed Marriage podcast. Um, the story is that nine and a half years ago, we went through a marriage crisis. We've talked about this, um, not in a lot of detail, but we, we bring it up almost every time because that's kind of the crux of our story and that's how it all got us to this point today. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that there will come a time, maybe sooner than later, Mm -hmm. when we'll actually jump, jump in and really tell the story, um, and kind of tell just more details of what went on just so that everybody's familiar about what what has happened but in case you're not familiar or haven't been around and don't know the whole story um nine and a half years ago uh actually on august the 23rd heather uh, confessed to me to being unfaithful in our marriage and um she admitted to um, an emotional and a physical relationship with someone and then three days later um, more of the truth came out, and so um, the rest of the story was that over the 
past three months, so you know, several months even before that, there had been involvement with someone else. So needless to say, it was a very dark and um, uh, it was just a, a really, really tough time in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it was a very tough time in Heather's life because of where she had let her life get to, to that point. Um, for me, it was obviously heartbreaking, um, you know, a massive loss of what I thought our marriage was. And so it sort of started this road to recovery and really a road to redemption, which is why we call it the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. And so as we sort of unpacked everything that had happened, um, everything that was happening, as we were just getting through um, everything and really just trying to fix our marriage, heal our marriage, um, heal ourselves, Heather, Um, you know, learning who she was, uh, me learning who I was, who we were supposed to be, all of that. It just put us on this journey. We went through uh, months, uh, months and months and really even years of recovery, but months of um, counseling sessions, just uh, retreats and seminars and marriage intensives and I mean, everything that you can think of. And so that's why we feel like because we were able to get through something that um, devastating in our marriage that we have a message to to share. And so the reason why I bring all that up and she's going, where in the world are we going with this? <laughs> um, but so today at the weekend, um, there was, uh, before the service started, they had an opportunity to baptize uh, some of the youth. And so there were seven um, baptisms this, this morning. And the really cool story in that is that three of them were actually a part of Heather's small group. Now, this was this is I'm not talking mm-hmm. about Heather's small group just from this weekend mm-hmm. because we all know how the emotions of weekends can go like that, and people get all excited and stuff. Heather's actually been with this group for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. I guess it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when did y'all start? Now, um, right at the beginning of um, COVID. Okay, so mm-hmm. at the beginning of COVID, she mm-hmm. started meeting with a group of juniors and mm-hmm. senior girls mm-hmm. uh, from our church. And I mean, just really pouring life and her life into them. And I mean, it has been really incredible just to see uh, their stories of life change. And then today to see three of those girls mm-hmm. um, get baptized. And so, you know, I started just thinking about nine and a half years ago and like could i have imagined that that the heather from nine and a half years ago would be where we are today um not just in our marriage but just just in how much she's making a difference in people's lives and so i didn't want to say that i was gonna <laughs> talk about this because i knew she would say oh no let's not talk about that but i'm actually going to ask you some questions mm. but really what i want to do is i just want to like affirm you in public i mean mm. can't get any more public than this right the whole entire world could see this um but i really just want to say how proud i am mm. of of who you are, where, how far you've come in nine and a half years, just the heart that you have for marriages, the heart that you have for these young ladies. And I really believe that part of the reason why you have a heart for these young ladies is because you saw what 
choices and mm-hmm. wrong choices led you to do. Right. And so you really don't want that for those girls. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, that's my first thing is I just want to just to affirm you and say how proud I am, and that's mm-hmm. just incredible. Um, and so as I started thinking about that, like I was like, man, um, nine and a half years ago, you know, I don't think you could have seen. Mm-hmm yourself here i don't think you could have seen our marriage here Mm -hmm. and so what i want you to do for just a second is i would love for you to speak to that's that person in a marriage we're going to just talk about marriage for a second because this is a marriage podcast but there's somebody out there today that's watching this and they're caught up in something that has the potential or is has already been devastating mm-hmm. for their marriage. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, we know that that the our story, like, you can't get much worse than that. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's sort of if everybody, you know, they started their marriage. What's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. You mm-hmm. know, infidelity, an affair. Um, those are things that are so incredibly hard um, to come mm-hmm. back from. So, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. There is pornography that is rampant um, even among married couples okay. uh, so one spouse or the other there's just um, I mean it could be financial lies that you're uh, it could be not even a physical um, affair mm-hmm. but emotional connection okay. I mean even today the pastor mm-hmm. spoke and mentioned you know, trying to connect with old flames on Facebook and stuff like that. So there's things, and and maybe it's not even that anything has really happened, but you're just done. Like you've checked out and Mm -hmm. you've said, that's enough. So there's a spouse out there that is in the same spot that you were nine and a half Mm -hmm. years ago. And if you could speak to them for a moment, like what would you tell them speaking from experience of nine and a half years ago, but then, but then being able to look ahead and see where you are, like to be able to tell someone, like, how do you stop? Like, how do you just say enough of this? And and even there's people out there that like they know it's wrong, mm-hmm. but they don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. Like the like there's too much excitement, mm-hmm. and they think they're having fun doing what they're doing mm-hmm. that's destroying their marriage is destroying their children um so what would you say to, what can you say to that person that just where you're able to say you can you can stop and this is why you should stop and these this is what you can do to start m- pr- moving in a trajectory that's going to redeem right right well, first of all, I want to say Go. thank you. Okay. Um, I did not know that was coming, and it's very much appreciated. Um, I will say that um, I didn't think that this would ever come about nine years ago. Um, I didn't feel like at that point that God could use me again. Um, you know, I've, I've told you before, and some of you may relate to this, that Um, you know, you often hear pastors or speakers talk about you being broken Mm. and that God can put you back together. And I can remember sitting with my mentor and literally praying that I wasn't this um, vessel or this vase that was broken and for him just to put me back together. I wanted to be shattered 
so that he could build me back up into something new. And I think that over the past nine and a half years, um, him molding me and making me into something um, brand new that doesn't reflect or resemble what I was before mm-hmm. has been such a powerful thing for me. Um, and so when Meredith, um, my friend Meredith and I are the leaders of this group, and and when we decided to um, dig into the lives of these girls, it was humbling to um, to be able to say that God can not only redeem marriages, but redeem in ways that then he you can be an instrument in his hand. Mm-hmm. And that is just um, something that only God can do. We often tell people that our marriage is a miracle and it 100% mm-hmm. is a miracle. Like only God can do that, mm-hmm. only God can do that. So I just, um, you know, it's humbling to hear you say that and it's um, very kind and I almost cried. Well, I did cry a little bit, but I hit it well, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> Um, Okay, so to your question, there's no doubt in my mind that there are lot, and I would even venture to say the majority of people that are listening have done something in their marriage, whether it it has been to entertain an idea or to um, physically cross that line. Um, But I can promise you that it starts with something innocent. Mm-hmm. No one, and I've said this before, no one ever wakes up and says, I think today I'll have an affair going from something that, you know, a healthy marriage to, ah, I think I'll give this a try. It doesn't happen overnight. It is one decision after the next. And to be able to recognize that and see what the enemy is trying to do um, to your life and to your marriage is the first step to recognize that it's not just innocent um, and to put a name to it. Um, I've talked before about not going to the coffee pot. Um, that wasn't specifically my story, but but going to a to a place where you know you feel you will get that rush, that mm-hmm. adrenaline rush that you're feeling, somebody gives you an um, attention. Somebody likes your post. Somebody um, tries to friend you on Facebook. And he said this morning that Facebook people, like, we're old because we use Facebook. Yeah. That kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, but if you're still using Facebook um, or, you're inst- old. That's right. <laughs> or Instagram. Please or- keep using it at least to watch this <laughs> that's video. Right. Um, but if, you're, if that's a platform where you have reconnected with an old flame, even if it's innocent. Mm-hmm. It is if it's taking your thoughts away from your marriage, if it's taking your thoughts down a path of what could be, would I be happier if I went down that path? What would it look like to be married to this person? Um, how exciting would it be? Um, what could that person provide that maybe I'm not getting now? Um, I wonder if that person would love me more, respect me more, um, make more money. I mean, all of those things Mm -hmm. that you can look at and see, would I like that better, is such an innocent thing, but it leads to a deep, dark path and down a path that leads to death. I mean, that's what the enemy That's what Scripture says the enemy Mm -hmm. does. Like, he comes to to kill and to destroy. He's not just, um, he knows our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. 
and he's going to attack you with those weaknesses. And if your weakness, like for me, was needing affirmation all the time and um, um, needing someone to make me feel feel valued, I was running to things other than my relationship with the Lord to have that need met. Mm. So, and I can only speak towards my experience and and the path that I went down. But that path can be anything. Mm-hmm. So, so my first um, thought on what you said was acknowledging that um, what you're doing is inappropriate and is not God honoring. Now, the whole I see it and I don't want to do anything about it. That's a completely different um, topic because if you're okay with making choices that are not God-honoring, then you have a heart problem and a sin problem, which obviously Mm -hmm. I did. I'm not calling calling anybody out. But if you are okay with making conscious decisions that are not God-honoring because you think no one will find out. Mm-hmm. Or if you think um, it's just innocent, yeah. I can stop anytime I want to. I think that's anything with addiction. Yeah. With Go ahead. No, I, yeah, I thought because this week I was listening to um, a radio show. It was a marriage thing. And somebody called in to ask a question because their spouse was having an affair. Mm-hmm. And the guy on the phone said, well, my wife is kind of having an affair. Kind of. And the, the guy goes, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. the counselor. And he was mm-hmm. like, what is kind of having an affair? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, she's basically gotten involved with this guy, but it's not physical. They're just mm-hmm. good friends, mm-hmm. and it's an emotional. And he said, no, time out. He said, if if one spouse is overstepping boundaries mm-hmm. in your relationship, mm-hmm. then call it what it is. That's right. And so, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a physical relationship, a physical affair. I mean, all those things that I mentioned earlier, if it's overstepping boundaries that are in That's your right. relationship, mm-hmm. then it's wrong. That's right. And so, um, yeah, so I think like what you were saying, it could be a lot of different things that people think are really innocent, mm-hmm. um, but they lead because they're overstepping boundaries. Right, right. And I think one way to think about to think about it is where in my situation where things started, and I keep saying innocently in quotes because I know now they weren't innocent, but if, you know, just send in a funny picture or a, just to get a spark, get a reaction that I was needing. I have to think if you were doing that mm-hmm. with someone, mm-hmm. would, would that be okay? Be okay? Right. And I know, heck right. no, would right. I have been okay with that? But no, but I wasn't in that in that frame of mind at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just think about if it was your spouse going to the coffee pot at a certain time every day because she knew she would run into somebody or he knew he would run into mm-hmm. somebody, would you be okay with that? If you're clicking friend on Facebook um, to an old flame or somebody you knew in high school that looks like they have it together or is single or you wonder what that would be like, if your spouse was doing that, would you be okay with it? And and I think the answer to that would be a hard no, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because I if I think about you doing some of the things that I journeyed through and went down the path to get to where I was, yeah. it, it it's not okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not okay. Um, I think the kind of I guess the second 
thing that I want to sort of turn to a little bit, and we don't have to talk about this a lot. It is it's it is related to marriage, but um, I think that there's also people out there, and and maybe in marriage, but also just in life in general, that have done things. Mm-hmm. And they have already recognized, like mm-hmm. you, like you, you know. We just talk about, we just talked about recognize it and and put an end to mm-hmm. it. Well, there's people out there that have done those mm-hmm. things. They've said no more mm-hmm. and put an end to it. But now they're stuck in this spot where they're like, I'm just no good. Mm-hmm. Like I can't mm-hmm. because of what I've done. I can't be used by God right. anymore. Right. Like my story. I'm just, you know, my story is too bad and I'm too far gone. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I really like about our redemption story is that obviously we just want to be a picture that Mm -hmm. that's a bunch of bull, Mm -hmm. you know, for Mm -hmm. one. Um, But for you in particular and just the relationship with these girls, like I know that you're an open book to them. Mm -hmm. Like I don't sit in on y'all's conversations Mm -hmm. and I've never heard, but I know that they know what's going on in your life. Like because that's just you and your story Mm -hmm. and you're open to them so that they can learn from you. But at some point, because I'm sure for those first, I mean, it could have even been years where you were like, you know, my testimony's gone. I can't help mm. anybody. I'm never going to be effective um, in ministry or helping people. So what do you say to that person out there that just feels that way and feels like I can't be used now because right. of what happened? Right, right. Because what I say to you is that is a lie from the enemy. Mm-hmm. The enemy does not want you to be used by God. The enemy, if he can keep you silent and not only silent but beating yourself up and in a dark place and not being usable by God then he has you exactly where um, he wants you and you know when you were saying that there's people out there that might be stuck I even thought about the the person that has ended it and stopped it and has not told their spouse about it Mm -hmm. because they don't want to open that right but but guys like Scripture tells us, and if you told me what we were going to talk about, I could have come up because I'm really bad at knowing what it says, but then not knowing where it says it. But it talks about, I think it's Psalm 139, where um, it talks about how darkness is not dark to God. That the enemy wants us to be in darkness, but darkness is not dark to him. Like it's in light. He wants us to deal with things in the light. He wants us to be able to, to confess and know that God can use our weaknesses and use our failures to then bring about change in other people's life. But with that being said, you have it is in a way that you know that how people look at you might be changed. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the process. It's so funny that you're like, I bet nine years ago you felt like, shoot, when you're sitting here retelling the beginning of our story, I was like, who's what? Who's watching this that doesn't know our story? And maybe like, oh, I can't believe she did mm-hmm. that. It's always yeah. going to be a part of me. It's mm-hmm. always going to be a part of me. But then I go back to um, the story of... of um, Joseph, where he says what God intended, I mean, what the enemy intended for evil, God intended for good. Like God allowed me to go through a process that helped me to fall in love with him. And he knew exactly what that would take. And so I firmly believe that God allows things us to um, fail so that we and walk through valleys 
um, because that's where we fall in love with him and that's where we depend on him. Because if our marriage is great, we don't have a need for him. Mm. If our marriage is, um, if our spouse is wonderful, if our marriage is great, is our family is great, then we don't see our need for him. It's like, we've got this. But when things start um, to pop up, um, bad things start happening or or things where you are making choices to not honor God, even if it's the smallest choice in your marriage, then he, he, the enemy wants us to think God can't use us anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I would say for 100%, you need to be able to speak truth to your spouse. If you're living in something hidden, Mm -hmm. it cannot stay hidden. And, and, and you develop a godly relationship. It can't. Um, and I'm not saying sit down tonight and spill the beans. Like there, there might, you might need to walk with somebody through that or talk to somebody about how that's going to look. But I think that's the first step is, is, is coming clean. Mm-hmm. And I can remember for me, um, when I saw my sin as sinning against God, like sinning against what I was doing to, um, to a relationship that God gave me, but also to the man who gave his life on a cross mm. for me. And I was sinning against him. And when I saw that, I never felt um, darker than I had felt at mm-hmm. that moment. And for me to be able to catch a glimpse of who Christ was in that moment and then hold on to that glimpse with everything I had and chase after him with everything I had. Because if you love Jesus and you are running after Jesus, he will use you. Mm. He will use you. He will put people in your path that are running the same race you are. Mm-hmm. He will, you know, I've talked to people who um, um, who are in the beginning stages of what we went through. Well, I'm able to say, I've been through that, mm-hmm. and this is what it can look like. And so he will put people in your path, and that's, that's how real life works. Mm-hmm. That's how God-honoring life works. We are truthful about our story. We we are so passionate about it. I talked to somebody at church today that their husband dealt with pornography and for a long time and was silent about it. And now he is so passionate about young boys mm-hmm. and their purity and how to make sure that they don't struggle with the same thing he struggled with. He's not passionate about that because he had an easy life through it. Right. He's passionate about it because it was such a hard journey for him and he fell in love with Jesus through it. Well, I hope that just when you guys watch our video, you you see a redeemed marriage, and that's what we call our podcast is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, and that's all we want to be is a picture, but I just thought that today was such a wonderful picture of a redeemed person and just how a redeemed person can still be used by God, and so um, I hope that that's an encouragement to you today that um, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what you've done, 
that it's not too late to be redeemed and it's not too late to change a life. Just like Heather has been changing lives all around her and these wonderful girls that she has now in her small group and their lives are being affected by her. And so um, I hope it's an encouragement and I hope it's a challenge to you. And so maybe we'll all be redeemed people and redeemed marriages. So until next time. And next time, his topic will be a surprise. That is not nice. Oh, well. We'll see you next week.